0: Hello and welcome to Spooning with me, Mark Wogan. I hope you enjoyed our entry into the new year last week with Claudia Winkleman and all your resolutions are completely embedded. Now, as you know, each week I'm joined here at the Mount Street restaurant by a very special guest where we challenge what they say they love and what they say they hate. And the fantastic team here, including executive chef Jamie Shears, has cooked up a couple of spoons for today's guest. Taking on the Spoons this week is a man who is synonymous with the combustion engine. However, his passport has more stamps in it than Judith Chalmers. His new show, Our Man in India, is now available on Prime Video. It is with great pleasure. I welcome James May. Thank you very much. I mean, you have travelled a lot, haven't you?
1: Inadvertently, in a way. Wasn't planned. You know, I started my working life in a series of inappropriate and dead-end jobs from which I was inevitably fired. <laughs> ended up working on magazines in production, ended up writing, which is something I'd never done before, went freelance, starved to death, but eventually ended up working on car magazines and some travel magazines and ended up travelling the world in a way I never imagined I would.
0: And you have been to so many different places and obscure places that nobody ever goes to. Does it play to what is an obvious love of food?
1: When we're doing things like the Grand Tour and previously Top Gear, we don't necessarily get time to really indulge the local cuisine. Well, and, um, and
0: certain members of the team get very upset if they're not fed.
1: Indeed, <laughs> yes. I mean, we do like to be fed, but I, they're not really food tours. I mean, even my Amazon travel show is not really about food, but obviously we're away for a long time and we do have to eat. And it is important that the crew is fed properly. Your own crew will undoubtedly no, confirm they, they, this. They
0: make sure they were fed yeah. here. Yeah. Every week.
1: Yes, it's a bit like the army. You know, if you're a good army officer, you make sure the men eat and, and the women, um, and then you feed yourself. It's a little bit like that in television, except it isn't because I get fed first and there's an end on.
0: Outside of your motoring based programming, there seems to be a theme, which is incompetence. No, not necessarily incompetence, but whether you're doing your O'Cook show or or this new man in India. The theme that I seem to see a lot of is flatulence. Yes, now you mention it.
1: There's a bit of of talk of flatulence and there is some actual flatulence, yes. I have quite disruptive guts. I think I've always had quite, you'll hear it in a minute, I've always had quite a noisy stomach, there it goes, in fact. I'm nearly 61 years old, but I still really enjoy burping and i know as a sport or but just as a form of sort of self entertainment and i like trying to say words whilst i burp and i do it at home a lot and it annoys sarah and my other half and sometimes i forget that i'm out and you know i just say hello with a burp you know because i find it
0: funny like a like an 8 year old does we're all a certain age in our head Yes, I think you know. I've never progressed beyond really twenty-five. See, I think I'm about twelve. Oh, actually, good. twelve, mm. maybe thirteen. Which will explain the love of toys and all yes. things gadget. I mean, it's pre-puberty. I'm, yes. I'm, in the O'Cook, you you do have an extraordinary range of gadgets, kitchen gadgets. Yes, some years. of them,
1: some of them quite old, and mm. many of them acquired. You're thinking of my Mooli Grater. I do like your Parmesan Grater. To which I'm very, very attached. Now, that was given to me by my mother when I went away to university, which was 1982. She would have had it for a while.
0: It's probably from the, it could be from the 60s. But I like the fact that when it, most people, if that broke after 20 years of use, would go, oh, that's broken, sorry. You repair them. Oh,
1: yes. Yes, I've, I've serviced, I've had that apart. It's only got four parts. Uh, it's got little pins that hold the pivoting arm on and there's another little pin that holds the sort of cradle for the cheese on and I've had to I've had to replace one of them and straighten the whole thing out and I've even managed to reform the what would you call them the bits on the drum that actually cut the cheese the the the, the, blades, blades. the blades the blades yes I've I suppose. very
0: carefully with a little punch tapped them back into shape a, a piece of wood goodness. you could I mean if it all ends tomorrow you could get a job on the repair shop couldn't you no no Right. No, they're the enemy. Okay. Right. We won't we won't dwell on that. No, please don't. <laughs> you obviously have a love of all things
1: food. I like eating. I'm conflicted about food. Sometimes I I really like cooking, but I accept that I only do it at a sort of hobby level and when I feel like it. At other times I think, why on earth does anybody ever bother to cook? It's a bit like making your own television or building your own house. You wouldn't do that. Why not go and see a professional and just go to a restaurant? I live in West London. The place is rammed with places to eat. You don't have to cook. You don't have to wash up. You don't, you don't have to do anything apart from put it in your face.
0: Me personally, having done it professionally for years and then now as just a home cook, I find it very relaxing cooking.
1: Well, it is if you're not under any pressure. And I've, I mean, I've said this before, I think for, for the modern man the kitchen has in some ways replaced the sort of shed home workshop because there's not so much call for that anymore because things like your lawnmower work But, but not
0: everybody's shed home workshop has a nicky out the door in the back no. that, that will sort of make sure you're doing it It does it make a big
1: difference, I've got to be honest, yeah. But it is basically tools and materials. Your store cupboard
0: section that you have where you sort of yes. pull various things, I have to say, from a culinary perspective, some of those combinations are revolting.
1: Yes, <laughs> but they are driven by necessity that many of us have felt many times during a war, during being a student, during being left at home on your own. I'm fascinated by packets and canned
0: food. And but, you, th- but you also don't mind if the sell-by date is out because there's, no. there's a story that you, you ended up when you were going to the North Pole, was it?
1: Oh yes, I found the the ancient tin of Prince's ham, which was from the seventies. But it had been there was one of those. It's sort of almost like a shepherd's hut, you know, like Mm. David Cameron has to write his book in. Yes, but this was a like a bothy for stranded
0: travellers.
1: To be fair, yes, it is. It's like a a bothy for stranded travellers, and you can take anything from it. It's full of supplies, and it's all frozen, obviously, Mm. because it's it's been frozen for Mm. forever. You can take anything as long as you leave something in return. So we went and had a look at it. We had our own food with us, obviously, but we had a look and I saw this tin of Prince's Ham and it had this date from the, I think, 1978 or something on it. So I left a tin of, I think it was Spam, and took the Prince's Ham and we fried it over a little fire and it, and it was absolutely fine.
0: And because, I mean, it's, it's not a area you want to be caught short. No, but yeah. I, mean, I wouldn't do that if it had been an egg. Now, um, talking of your <laughs> love of tins. Yes. When you answered your questionnaire before coming on the show, <gasps> this oh. was your guilty pleasure. Yes. Talk us through that because to me, that is revolting in a can. Well, why is it revolting? Can I well, have a I, like, I, I like beans, but it's the idea of those sausages in there. You see, it
1: says Heinz, established 1869. You have to say it in full. Heinz beans in a rich tomato sauce with pork sausages, high in protein. I was introduced to these in childhood. And my mother would let me have them only occasionally as a special treat because I suspect she disapproved of them on some level as well. I'm with you, Mum. But I took it with me into adulthood, and I always have several emergency tins at home. And I generally eat them alone. I don't invite people around for beans and sausages in a rich tomato sauce, high in protein. I have on occasion, sort of in my sort of garage workshop, actually simply opened the tin and put it on a little single, single ring camping
0: thing that I've got, and, and- just heated them in the tin. And that's just a little moment of pleasure. It's absolutely fabulous. Yeah. I mean I've got some on toast here for you if you'd like it. For the benefit of those
1: listening in black and white I'm going to cut so, a bit of one of the sausages. I noticed cause... the full complement of sausages isn't here which means the chef's had a couple of them.
0: <laughs> stolen your sausages.
1: And I'm going to put a bit of beans <clears throat> and cut the corner off the toast. Good toast, crispy at the edge. I like toast. Toast is one of the few things I like well done. mm
0: I mean, obviously Mm. you're sitting in a lovely restaurant in Mayfair, Mm. not a a shed. Does it still have the same effect? Absolutely. I have a bit more of the sausage thing. Because you see, what scares me in that is the sausages. Because how much meat content is actually in that? What does it say? Well, it doesn't really matter, does it? Pork sausages, they're 55% pork. Water, rice flour, pea starch, pork fat, vegetable fibre, salt, spices emulsifier. Well, they'll have meal with them or, or grain or... Yeah, or sawdust. Sausage,
1: yeah, but that's what a sausage is supposed to be. We don't, we don't want gourmet sausages. Sausages are designed to be made out of
0: scraps. Well, there's one more to add to the collection for you. Thank you very much. Now, I'm just going to have a little bit more. I'm sorry, but
1: well, you gave you, me... A bit you,
0: you eat that and then over here I've got something that you might want to wash it down with, which is a a glass of martini. Oh, really? well, <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Can you even smell that? Because you wrote that this has quite a traumatic story attached mm. to it, Martini. I mean, it's not...
1: Let me try. I can't smell it from here. So is this... This the,
0: is bottled Martini. That is this bottled is a, Martini, yes. That is, a, that is a glass... Before
1: I smell it, the story is that the I was aged... Oh, I was probably only 14. The first time I got properly bladdered <laughs> was at a birthday party at a friend's house, and he was a, a few years older than me. So there was smoking, which I did, mm-hmm. and then there were, I don't know where he'd got them from, bottles, sort of the green bottle of Martini. Yeah. It's Martini, the right Bianco. Martini Bianco, Martini si. Bianco, see, and I, I must have drunk the whole bottle or maybe two bottles. I don't know. And then on the way walking home, I was violently sick in somebody's garden, and and I felt terrible for days. Which doesn't really happen when you're Normally a hangover is gone by mm-hmm. lunchtime. But I must have made myself seriously Feeling ill, alcohol poisoning. And I, I'm going to smell it. This is this is for research. Oh don't. no, no, no! <laughs> I once went in my days as a Magazine car journalists. I went on a on a launch of a new car that was in. Well, where is the Martini factory? Is it in France Italy. or is it in Italy? It yeah. is in Italy. Yeah. yeah, it must have been the Italian main one. And they, one morning on this launch, so that we couldn't drive the cars yet, so they organised some entertainment for us, as you had to do with journalists in those days, otherwise they just set the place on fire or mm. something,
0: or write something
1: horrible, or write something horrible. So, so they said we've got a trip, and um, they put us on a bus and took us off and we got to the martini factory and I said I'm really sorry I can't I can't even look at the building so you wrote something horrible I, no I actually wrote something quite nice because I think <laughs> the car was a good one but I didn't mention that bit but they all went in to view the I mean it was a bottling plant really and have a drink of martini and I just had to go for a walk around the round the streets so really, couldn't. Go
0: even after all these years no, it's, it's the palette hasn't changed all right, right I will I will move that away it's from it's terrible that. Reached that point in proceedings. God, I wasn't where, expecting this. A very where, small bra. Yes, it's a very where you strap a very small <laughs> bra to your face and I feed you spoons. Oh, seriously? Yes, that's how it works. Are you ready? I knew that actually. There we go. Yes. Here's your first spoon, sir. Okay. Open wide. A mm-hmm. little bit wider. There we go. Tell us what you're tasting, experiencing there. What are the flavours? It's quite hot. <laughs> <laughs> well, it tastes like a shepherd's pie. Take the blindfold off, sir. And it is a shepherd's pie. pie. It is a shepherd's pie. Which, I think we need to let the listeners and viewers know that when you arrived here earlier, you went into the pub downstairs and you had a shepherd's pie before coming on the show. I think I'd have still got that right, though. because I got a call from Chef going, (laughs) Mr May's in the building and he's ordered a shepherd's pie for lunch. What what should we do? He should have said it was off or it took too long. Well, well look. That is, in fact, my shepherd's pie that I cooked for you. And you had Jamie's one. Did you cook that here? No, I cooked that at home last night, brought that in, and that was was baked in the oven downstairs just now. I mean, not that I'm asking you to choose, but whose shepherd's pie was better, the one you had in the pub or or my one? Oh, your one. That's what we like to hear. Now, what I noticed when, when you answered the questionnaire was that you appear to be a man of very simple tastes, but then your job has taken you around the world to eat some of the more extraordinary food available to us. Well, it's interesting you say that because
1: in some ways I am a man of very simple taste but in other ways of course I'm extremely sophisticated. Yes. But what I find is that if I'm really hungry and I accept that in, you know, living in a wealthy country one is never really genuinely hungry but let's say peckish at that point you do want a bag of fish and chips or the tin of beans and sausages or two or a fish finger sandwich. You don't crave anything exotic but at other times when you merely need to be fed or it's time to eat, but
0: you're not desperate for food, then you might go and have something very exquisite in Japanese. Or, But, I mean, having done Japan and Italy and now in the new series, India, do you have a favourite cuisine? I mean, say, out of those three.
1: Well, if I had to choose one for life, I think I would probably go Japanese simply because I think a constant Italian or Indian diet would kill me. I mean, I like them a great deal, but they're quite rich. Well, and... given your IBS, <laughs> you know, I mean, I... <laughs> I
0: don't know what it's actually called. It's noisy gut syndrome. You've been to all these countries. The most recent one, India, and you've now got your own pub. Do does, you, does your pub serve food? Or yes. Is it just a pub? No, it's mainly a restaurant. To oh, is be it? honest, yes. And, and do you have any influence on the menu? No. I've eaten this while I was away, and I'd like to see it on
1: the menu v- Well, f- very briefly, when I first bought it, I only half own it, half own it with another bloke. They did things from my first cooking show as specials, like <laughs> my fish pie, for example, was on a sort of paper board saying, today's special, James, is fish pie.
0: But not the alpha b- Betty's spaghetti oh, God, on no. toast no, no, with no, no, pesto. No.
1: Our chef, Johnny Sutcliffe, he quite, he's not, I wouldn't say he was temperamental, but he's quite particular.
0: Well, well, and I used to be a chef, but I'm fine now.
1: Yes, well, they are. I mean, they have and been elevated to a pedestal where we can't really question them anymore.
0: Well, I mean, if you, if you spend all your time in a hot-tiled room wearing weird clothes, it's going to have effect on effect on your mental stability, isn't it? Mm. I mean, that's why I gave it up. Johnny at the pub is totally obsessed with
1: not so much food as cooking food, and it's all he thinks about and it's mm. all he talks about and it's all he wants to do. It is a genuine calling like being a, a priest
0: or an artist or something. no no I think it is a very it's a very vocational career choice because you do spend all your time doing it most mm. of your waking hours are in a kitchen and if you love it you just naturally work hard it's like given the choice would you spend most of your life in your shed just looking at things and I do taking quite them apart? a lot of <laughs> <laughs> my
1: life in the shed. But no, I, I think one of my failings as a human being is that I have quite a few interests and quite a few hobbies that I dabble in, and I don't do any one of them seriously enough, and I'm not good enough. At any of them, so I can make things on a lathe, and I can do woodwork, and I can play the piano, and I can cook a bit, and you know, there's lots of other things I I can do. You're doing yourself down.
0: You could fall under the banner of Renaissance man.
1: That's very generous, and um, yes, you could claim to be a polymath of some sort. But I think I'm just a dabbler, (laughs) and it's a slightly despicable jack of all. Yeah, master of none. Yes. (laughs)
0: Time for the blindfold to be put back on. Okay. Your next spoon, sir. Open wide. Uh Uh-huh. And there we go. Tell me what you're getting. Any flavors, any textures, anything standing out? Is it enjoyable? It's enjoyable. It's got a bit too much cinnamon in it. It's an apple crumble of some sort. (laughs) Take the blindfold off. (laughs) So yes. You did say that you felt Cinnamon was unnecessary. I think it has to be used very, very... Is that custard? Yeah, that's cinnamon custard with a cinnamon-spiced apple crumple. It was quite
1: cinnamon-y. I think cinnamon, cinnamon of itself is not particularly offensive it doesn't repulse me but it's just it's so sort of all-pervading and it does make me think not that I have an objection to the Americans or America but it does make me think of America because they just seem to put cinnamon on everything it's like a universal embrication as far as the Yanks are concerned you can put a strawberry on the top and you can put some cinnamon in it and it will be okay.
0: I love things like you know those Nordic cinnamon rolls if it's supposed to have cinnamon in it.
1: Yes. Can you bear it? Actually, yes, occasionally yes, some sort of fruity bun thing with some some cinnamon in it. Now would you have another spoonful of that? Or is it too cinnamony for you? I think I could have one more small spoonful, but I think the whole thing would I I would be overcome with cinnamon. <laughs> <laughs> so what you're saying is we haven't
0: changed your mind on cinnamon.
1: No. I think cinnamon is to be kept very much at
0: arm's length. Hello there, you're still listening to Spooning with Mark Wogan and in the next part of the podcast you're going to hear how my conversation with James May took a turn when I forgot how to end the interview. Our conversation started on short-term memory loss and long-term memory gain through nostalgia. So continue listening as we battled out to see who can remember more TV theme tunes and share our mixtape woes. I'm going to say goodbye to James again, and then once James is done, we'll pick all this up. And I've forgotten how to say it. It's funny how that happens.
1: It isn't like riding a bike. No. When we go for a long pause between making the ground tour specials, we always have a slight moment of nervousness on the first day in case we can't do it anymore.
0: Well, I think also there's that other thing of when you reach a certain age, your brain becomes very efficient. Some people say forgetful, but actually it becomes efficient in terms of what it retains. Yes. Yes. And like, you know, because as you get older you need to remember how to put one foot in front of the other. Yes. So recalling lengths of scripts yeah, yeah. is not really purposeful. No. I find that
1: things I've written myself, and this this includes sort of columns and articles I wrote fifteen years ago, I can still remember big chunks of them. And it's very easy to recite things you've struggled to write yourself. If you have to learn something, which I don't really have to do very often, but I can do it and I can learn quite a long paragraph and I deliver it and they say, Yes, we've got that and then it's gone. Right. And I I can just throw it away immediately.
0: Now, my brain has an ability to retain information that is of no use to me, like name any 70s or 80s TV programme and I can hum the theme tune.
1: Okay, because I'm not bad at that, but you're probably better. (laughs) Uh, Let's have a theme tune. Are you being served?
0: No, you see, I'm starting with the cash register in my head. That's the only bit I can remember. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to give you Dallas. (laughs) <laughs>
1: okay, some mothers do have them. Yes. It's
0: a silly yeah. tune. Yes, it's a very good tune. Grange Hill. <laughs> That's life. It's
1: something like that, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) I can only see teeth now. I can see Cyril. Cyril. Cyril Oh, Cyril was disturbing. He was disturbing. You wouldn't put put Cyril on TV now, would you? He wasn't disturbing then. You just thought, ho, 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 it's Cyril in
0: his big chair. Cyril in his big chair with his wonky eye. But now your parents would drag you away from him. Are we allowed to say this? (laughs) Cyril's slightly worrying. But it was a different time. Don't
1: go near Uncle Cyril. (laughs) <laughs> oh, we could do this all afternoon. It's quite sad, isn't it? In a way, remembering all this stuff. But, but they were better.
0: About... They made better theme tunes. They weren't. Oh, they they weren't library music. No, they, they, they had. They they would book a studio and record with musicians. Yes, theme tunes in theme the old tune. days.
1: Things like Parkinson and Play for Today. They were all great, great tunes. I've got the. This is really sad, but I have, amongst my very old LPs, because I still have a turntable, are some that I was given for birthdays as a kid, and they include your top TV themes. It's got things like Match of the Day on it. There's a bit in the middle that they never used on the telly that goes... Then
0: you had Grandstand.
1: Yes, and you had Grandstand.
0: And is
1: it? Sports night like that they
0: went. That was very exciting. I know. They, 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 I mean, because a lot of the sport on it wasn't, because it was crown green bowls. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> got um, a bit of slightly rubbishy motocross.
1: I mean, that record is probably worn out because I used to listen to it over and over and over again because the tunes were
0: great and I was a kid. But you know, because I still have a, a little bit of vinyl. And one of the things that my son pulls out and thinks is hilarious is. I have the first Now That's What I Call Music. Yes, which didn't even have a number. No, it didn't have a number. <laughs> it was just Now That's What I Call Music. Yes, I remember I didn't have that, but my mate Gordon did. And it was on vinyl, yes. And I mean the, the big song on that was Culture Club Karma Chameleon. Yeah. And what, what and edition I think are we having? Boy to George's there? face was in the N. You could be right.
1: Yeah. What do they still produce now? That's what I call. Music. But it must be now. That's what I call music four thousand and eight. It's certainly a very big number because they've you can also only done...
0: stream it now. They wouldn't yeah. bother making a vinyl No, 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 no of that, course not. They?
1: But they also did. I think now that's what I call Christmas, and now that's yes. what I call summer holidays, yes. or now that's what I call a funeral. Or...
0: No, and Maybe that, didn't I, do that, I think but... that I think they really <laughs> <laughs> now that's what I call a funeral. <laughs> Or that's what I call fi- or or... <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's what I call prison. <laughs> what would be your most prized piece of vinyl then? I'm
1: gonna say something slightly sad. It could be big war movie themes, just because looking at the cover of it is Great Escape. Jamais. Yeah, Great Escape's on there. Hum it. Yeah, it
0: all that stuff. It's got hundreds and hundreds it's only Dam Busters?
1: Yeah, the Dam Busters is on there. I'm oh, well. <laughs> in mean, number one. Yeah, it's Eric Coates. <laughs> I still listen to my vinyl records and it's, it amazes me that you put some on, so you think, oh, I'll put this vinyl on whilst I tidy my desk or, mm. or make this cup of tea or whatever. And what feels like about three minutes later is going, because mm. it's over. Yes. Yeah. 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 But then other things, like the war movie thing themes record, I don't know. They made the grooves tighter or something because that
0: goes on for ages. Yeah, and you get some. Some of them had more songs.
1: Yeah, or or sometimes
0: you get you know quite a big Mahler symphony and it fits on a record. Well, when I got my son his record player, one of the first albums I bought him was the first Stone Roses album. Mm -hmm. His initial feedback was, "It's quite short." I mean, but but it's as long as a record. Isn't
1: it interesting that? But when I say interesting, what I mean is incredibly boring for your viewers and listeners. But in the world of records, this didn't even apply to cassette tapes particularly, but in records, there was a ruthless editing process because there was a limited amount of time on a record, even if you compress stuff. And then when CDs came out, and now especially with streaming music, you get all these alternate takes, director's cuts, tracks that didn't make Mm. it onto the album. And when you listen to them, you always think... No, I know why that didn't yeah, make no, it Because the other one was better. And rubbish. And they put the right things on the
0: record. Okay, here's a question for you. First person you made a mixtape for? Okay, it wasn't for a person.
1: Oh. It was for a party I had aged... I think, 15 and my dad had bought a, a record, uh, um, I think it used to be called a music centre. It was. A record player and a tape deck. For, for Sta- a standalone could... unit. Yes, but the tape recorder, the, the cassette deck and the record player were integrated. Into with a, the radio And the radio, well. yes. Yeah. So I made a mixtape for a party I had for some mates and I was explaining this to some young people I worked with the other day and they found it very difficult to get their heads around. I'm talking about people who are about 20, 21. These days, if you wanted to put together Um, music for a party, you could actually just go on to something like Spotify or Amazon Music and say Cool Lounge Mix and it will Mm. just play one for you and it it actually works very well. Or you can download your files and put them together to make a a party, what we would have called a mixtape. What I was trying to explain to them was back in the 70s and early 80s, if you were going to have a party that you knew lasted for four hours, you needed four hours of music which you recorded from records, you had to have the party by yourself first. (laughs) in order to record
0: it all, because there was no
1: quick way of doing it.
0: <laughs> well, and it took ages. Well, the other thing that we would have done as young people is record the top 40 off the radio. Yes. And you had to be ready to ready. pause it yes. before Gary Davis or, or Bruno Brooks talked. Yes, and if they did it over the end of the record, it was oh, absolutely annoying. infuriating. Yeah, no, yeah. Awful. I made a mixtape for a girl called Judith and... She, after a week, gave it back to me. Oh, dear. Yes. She decided that enough was enough. Was the mixtape responsible for the demise of this otherwise beautiful relationship? I think so. I what think did so. it have on it? The danbusters Busters? <laughs> Dan <laughs> Busters, theme tune from The Great Escape. You know, that kind of thing. I Not to... very romantic. No.
1: I used to have a mate called Stuart, who was... Uh, this is when I was at university. So I was at university in the early 80s, so people still had boom boxes and mm. tape decks and things. He was a big fan of making mixed tapes, but he always called them various. So we'd mm. write on the spine. You know, the cassette box had a blank yeah. sleeve in it. he would write various. So he had these big pile of tapes, and they all just said various yeah. no. on them. Utterly useless. D- d- lucky d- dip. Yeah. <laughs> lucky dip. Could have been day. the Dambusters or it, or it could have been Slade. <laughs>
0: Well, a flatulent and musical thanks to you, James, for taking part. James's new show, Our Man in India, is out now on Prime Video. Join us next week when we will have another special guest and we will be challenging the foods they think they love and the foods that they think they hate. And of course, as ever, an enormous thanks to Jamie Shears and the team here at Mount Street for today's spoons. If you like what we're doing here at Spooning with Mark Wogan, keep an eye out for the Virgin YouTube channel where you can see what we're doing as well. And search Spooning with Mark Wogan wherever you get your podcasts. And, of course, if you feel so inclined, leave a five-star review. And, of course, click the subscribe button. Until next time, stay beautiful, people. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable.